Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. And I'm Chuck. And Will's not here because kaboom. Oh, so Yeah, we sorry. feel bad. Will, I, Will, if you're listening, we, we feel so bad for you. Will had a power surge at his house and lost all technology. Everything. 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 He, he's living in the dark right now. It's the dark ages of, of Will's life. Um, it, it's, it's pre-95. It's, pre <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Ski Free. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so we actually, as I mentioned before in a quick Facebook post, um, we actually lost three, three full um, episodes of our podcast. Um, we were doing some movies, three, I thought very, very good episodes, you know, two. Uh, that are just gone, and it's if we tried to redo it, I feel like we would lose some of the, you know, um, not the integrity, but some of the authenticity um, of what we did the first time. But then again, it's I feel like it's been so long, I don't even remember those episodes. So, right. Chuck, Chuck, you listen to our podcast. Will listens to our podcast. I never listen to our conversations. So I'd be like, well, yeah, it's done. I move on. It's it's so funny. We had our friend, our friend Sarah was like, hey, did you hear my podcast? I'm like, I don't even listen to mine. <laughs> so she's like, oh, okay. Well, then there's that. I'm like, yeah, plus I never saw that movie. So anyway. I hope you don't treat our friendship like our podcast. Like, we had a conversation. Eh, we're done. Like, it was it was a good run. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah, I know. I know things have been a little bit different. Sorry, Chuck. You know, with my new job and everything, I've just been kind of—I've just been going, going, going. Oh no! You know, all the all the better for you, bro. Yeah. No, things are, things are uh, are going good. So, so see what here. Um, see what here's being wicked funny. Not not that wicked funny, but it brought me back. Wicked funny. I heard Hocus Pocus Two was wicked funny, but. Um, <laughs> I could care less about Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> could you? Could I you could, care less? I or could you couldn't? You couldn't care less. Because that is the worst statement. Listen, I'm going to call you out on this. I could care less. What does that even mean? I, could right. I couldn't care less. Care less. I, I couldn't, couldn't care less. You're right. Thank you. I couldn't care less. Mr. So, Grammar. <laughs> <laughs> um, my son and I had like a... A Daddy Cameron day today. You ever have those days where it's just like you and one of your kids and it's just all no, day? never. My kids well, are too close in age where it's like it's me and both of them. Uh, I always find a way to just have... very frequent. I always, it's not frequent for me either. I always try to find a way to, you know, whether it's me and my oldest daughter or me and my youngest daughter or me and my youngest, my son. Yeah, your, your kids are a lot more separated in age. Um, not so. when were, my two oldest are only three, three and a half, four years apart. So I did That's... a lot of stuff at the, at the same time with them. Um, I always try to find ways to separate it though. So I'll, you know, like, and I, I like, so for four weeks, like I'll bring out one, like I'll bring out my, my oldest daughter on like a daddy daughter date. We did and that too. next week, do the same yeah. thing. And then the next week, do something with my son. And then one of the weeks do with my wife. So that way everyone's included. Well, my son hasn't been feeling good today, so we stayed home, and I wanted to watch something different with him. And he's like, I want to watch this. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't watch the shows that he, like, all the time. Like, I watch him often, but I'm like, I can't do it today. So we were on Disney Plus, and I'm like, let's watch this. So for like an hour and a half, we just chilled and watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers, like the original Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And it was fantastic. 
It yeah. was so like this is. Did you watch the movie? I watched half of it. It just, you know, I, I think the way they brought in live action with today's and how they computer generated it, Chip yeah. and then left or Dale and left Chip as the old cartoon drawing. I thought that was cool. Um, I couldn't get around the story though. It was kind of. It was clunky. It, yeah. was, it was. It was definitely like, make, clunky. like making Peter Pan this like gang, like so, mob gangster, sweet Pete. Sweet Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Monterey yeah. Jack is like, like, he's, uh, like, a, he's, like, he's, a, like he's like a he's an like a drunk <laughs> addict, but it's like on cheese. It's horrible. I'll have to go oh, back man. and watch the whole thing, but it was just it was hard to watch. But I have to say, it was like an hour and a half, two hours. We just sat and chilled and. Now, mind you, it's an hour and a half. Each episode of Chip and Dale is like it's 15 like 20, minutes long. Yeah, 15, 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was quite a few episodes. I was like, this is actually pretty cool. Like, he just sat and chilled and watched. I'm like, this I could do. Oh, like, yeah. The stuff that they have out today, like, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, Dude, I've been showing my kids, like, Darkwing Duck. and I all love the, Darkwing all, Duck. All that you know, all we've been we, we've been doing like that, Keenan and Kel. We've been going to all my old stuff, and the kids love it. They're just like, "This is so, great!" And I'm so like, I'm gonna, "Thank you. It is great, right?" So I'm gonna be honest. I showed my I showed my son both. We actually started watching the original Power Rangers together. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. So I wa- I watched the the original '95 Power Rangers movie uh, with them. Oh, um, so good. And then so I had good. to cover his I, I covered ready? his eyes for two or three parts. But I let him watch the Sabians um, new Power Rangers movie as well, too. There was two or three scenes where they could have been kind of oh, yeah, like covered yeah. his eyes. Saban, um, yeah, yeah. Saban's, whatever. Yeah. Um, I have to say, the graphics on that were pretty cool. The, the for trying to be like a, a, a beginning was decent. I think they... They could have done more with the ending in the fight. I think that's where they lost it was the oh, fight. Oh, yeah, because they focus more on the, hey, let's throw some retro stuff here and show Tommy and Kimberly and use the old theme for half a second. And, you know, but that was the only thing they did. The fight was was total bogus. If they made the fight even next year five, ten minutes long, you know, and – you know, actually call on the Megazord and not like accidentally <laughs> stumble upon it. I, I, I think it would have been great. Oops. Um, but whoopsie. up and up and whoopsie. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, did you get did you get my link, by the way? Oh yes. Wasn't that amazing? Did you see the next so one good. where where once he hits three hundred episodes he, he gets uh, John Two can you just say whoopsie? Why would I say whoopsie? <laughs> um, but oh, man. They, I, I think up until that point, them discovering who they are, actually seeing Zordon as and 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 Rita as like she was the original Green Ranger, and him and Zordon was the ori- original Red Ranger. I thought they never that was never a thing in the original. No, I, I like how they did that. And I think that's really cool. And I, it doesn't ruin it because he's the creator of Power Rangers. So mm-hmm. doing this movie, he's like, I still have the rights to, to do this. I never done this before, so I can actually do it. And I thought that was really cool. Where I where it lost it was right after 
they did the the theme song like it was done I, I other than that though i was like this is actually they did a really well job how they actually show that the suits are in them which is which holds true to the original right um right. they morph into it I, I love the once they finally figure it out he walks and he's like it's morphin time but they're in their little <laughs> pods um you know what's crazy is everybody makes fun of it but when you look back at it i was like five when i started watching power rangers oh i know or six oh no no you and were was, older than that you had to be older than that oh yeah I, true. I was six when it came out so you were probably like eight probably nine eight, nine yeah. yeah nine whatever but it's like one of those <laughs> things where it's like my parents used to get super upset with me and my friends because we would watch it and we want to like reenact it and you're out in the yard and we were like fighting with each other and throwing things it was great dude do you remember do you remember the um do you remember the gloves they had for sale that they had a little sensor in between your thumb and your forefinger right yeah and when you when you when you put them together it would make a sound and then if you put your wrist and your other wrist together, it would go, 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 Power Rangers. Dude, it was that was the best thing. My cousins, I remember they got, like, the green and the red. And then my mom got me, like, the blue. And I'm like, really? You got me Billy? I was so mad that I got, I got like, I got the Billy one. Billy in the new movie, though, is actually really cool. He's autistic, right? In the new movie, it's yes, but he makes it. Yeah, he is. He's like I'm on the spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> but, it, was, it was. It made sense. It was perfect. But it it's perfect. Like they actually, they actually did a good job with him. Um, the 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 whole the whole premise of the story was really well done. How they took all these in the TV show, it was like all the cool kids. In mm. this show, it was one or two cool all kids. All the rejects. And all yeah. the rejects. Yeah, all um, the ones in detention, right? Right. Um, but I, I thought it was. A, I thought overall, I was like this. It's funny. I was watching the original, and my daughter, my youngest daughter, walks in, and she's. I was getting ready to leave, and she was watching Cameron for like you know fifteen minutes, and she sits down as I'm, as we're watching it together, and she's like, "Is this show like?" Just them doing flips over and wait, over so and wait, over again. So your again. wife never saw this before, right? No. That's that makes perfect sense. No, my wife was even part of it. My daughter walked in. Oh, and she's your, like, your daughter? Yeah, sorry. I'm just. I'm thinking yeah. like, has your daughter ever? Has your wife ever seen this though? No, she wouldn't sit down and watch this stuff with us. Like, no, I'm saying uh, as as a kid, did she ever no. see it? That's, so you're the only one in this household who's yes. ever seen the Power Rangers. But my but my youngest daughter walks in and she's like, "Dad, all they do is flip," and it's true. Like, oh, the, yeah. it's just Yaw! it's just like a camera shooting up and they're seeing flips. Oh, it's just flip after flip after flip. I'm like, I started watching. Like that is actually pretty true. So what's really funny about the original Power Rangers? There was only one female. No, there's no. two. No, 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 was, no, no. Yes. I'm talking about the original. So not Power Rangers, but I'm talking about the Saban show that Power Rangers took. Listen. The, the yellow Saban, and the pink. The, shush. The Saban show that the American company took over to put American people into it to fill it in. They put Trini in there to be a female ranger. But if you look, the only ranger that has a skirt is the pink. The yellow ranger is actually a dude. In the old Japanese show, 
Oh. There's, there's only one female, and it's the Pink Ranger. The Yellow Ranger's actually a dude, but they were like, we can't just have one female. When when America, like, took it and, you know, took the, the old syndicated whatever show and then right. built upon it. So they were like, oh, let's just make both of them. But, yeah, the Pink Ranger is the only one with the skirt, therefore the only female. You know what's crazy? It's, it's really funny. <laughs> is the girl who played Kimberly... Yeah, new, uh, Amy Amy Joan Johnston. Oh, okay. She's um Jasmine, She's right? She's Jasmine in Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I remember that. But I don't think we were meeting up today to talk about well, Power Rangers. Well, you know Rangers. what? Here we are. So, I mean, I think we're just talking about 90 shows right now, and, I, and I'm totally fine continuing with this because why not? So let's do why that. Why not? Why not? We have some other okay. stuff to talk about, but for now, let's talk about this. So, the Power Rangers stuff. The um, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, I, you lost me there. Oh, the other, the other um, from the Power Rangers movie there. Um, Jason or whoever plays the Red Ranger, which would be Jason, I would assume, right? Was he Jason yep. in that? Um, yes. That was that was Billy from Stranger Things, which people now know that is who Billy is. It's a big deal. He was, um, you know, running up that hill girl's brother. Um, okay. But yeah, so he's he was in a few things. I'm like, this kid looks familiar. He's like, he's not Zac Efron, but he's he he's like Zac Efron. Like, who is this guy? You know, who is like, that guy? Who is he? He's been in a few other things, but that was one of the biggest things. Was that I was like, oh, he looks like somebody. And then later on, I watched Stranger Things. You I know, actually, the, this this movie came the, out. What year was this movie? Seventeen. Was it seventeen? Yeah. You know, Bill. You know, Bill Hader played Alpha Five, right? Yes, I do know that. And it's amazing. Um, I was watching a Bill Hader compilation yesterday, and twice, twice in that one compilation, maybe because that person loved it so much and or just forgot um, that he already did it the first time, but New York's Hottest Club is spicy. <laughs> He spicy. twice did the spicy. What was? Oh, oh, you said you said New York's club is spicy. Spicy. He said it again. And, <laughs> but he. And do you know you know who you know who played Rita? Yeah, the odds are forever in your favor. Elizabeth or, Banks. Yeah. Yeah, she was the 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 spokesperson in Hunger Games. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks. She's been all over the place for years. Um, she was also in Catch Me If You Can, which may or may not see the light of day as far as our conversations go. She was the bank teller. Um, I would redo that one. I would too. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad to, you enjoyed it. Because this is because that is me officially on air saying I have a newfound respect for Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, did you know that Brian Cranston, aka Walter White, played Zordon? Well, yes. That was the whole okay. point. I, I, you're asking me these really obvious questions. Yes, of course. Well, I think you've only seen the movie what once. Yeah, but I knew right off the bat. Like I already watched Breaking Bad before this movie came out. I'm like, there's Walter White or uh, Hal um, Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. What were their last names in Malcolm in the Middle? I don't even remember anymore. Uh, so, so basically, when um, Breaking Bad came out, so uh, Chuck, you've never watched Breaking Bad, and nope. it's funny because like Will and I used to have before, way before podcasts. Um, wait, well, I mean, way before we were doing podcasts, we would discuss Breaking Bad. So, uh, 
Wow, how, how far back are we going here? 2013, 2014? Around like 2014. I think that was around the year that they released their final season. Uh, so we, after a really bad accident, decided to watch uh, like four, four and a half seasons of Breaking Bad in like a week and a half. Now, each episode's like... That's a like, lot. That's a lot of Breaking Bad. Dude, each episode was, was an hour, you know, at least, you know, if not more. And that was a lot of stuff. But the show was just like, this is nuts. The way they shot it, like, they had this weird... Something about the visuals. Um, it was beautifully done. It was beautifully shot. Um... And I wouldn't say it's like, you know how Pulp Fiction has their conversations or we'll say anything Tarantino has all their conversations, the foot massage and yeah. whatnot. That's like, it's not necessary, but it's it like... It doesn't go anywhere, but it's like It doesn't go anywhere, but it, but, it, but, it, but it pulls you into the reality of like what it's right. like. It pulls you into the environment, you know, into the uh, just... It makes you feel like you're part of it because it's like, this is dumb stuff you would just talk to your friends about. And it makes you feel like it's it's real. Um, Breaking Bad just had such great dialogue like that. And it's the only show where I've where you watch it and every single character, except for one, had a major transformation. It's it it blew, it blew my mind where every single character that was involved from the beginning to end transformed and evolved into somebody else. Um, you know, the main character all the way back to like you know the the supporting character. Mm -hmm. They all evolved and transformed, and it just blew our minds. So Will and I have talked very briefly. We did do a podcast very early on about the Breaking Bad movie called El Camino, which is supposed to take place after, um, like you know, right after Breaking Bad ended. Kind of like what happened to Jesse Pinkman, Aaron Paul. Um, Aaron Paul, I remember him from a Honeycombs commercial from the 90s, and also the movie uh, Whatever It Takes. Whatever It Takes had, oh, not, it's not Devin Sawa, it's the other one. The one from uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You got it there? Well, Shane West was... Shane West, there he is. Yep. He also played on, um, his first big film was uh, with... What's her name? The, uh, the singer there. Um, Selena. Wow. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. A Walk to Remember with Manny oh, Moore. Oh, Manny Moore. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Shane that West was, was in this movie, movie called Whatever It Takes. Um, and his two best friends were Colin Hanks and Aaron Paul. So Colin Hanks is Tom Hanks' son, who um, shortly after that movie, he starred in his first starring role, which was MTV's first movie ever, Orange County. Oh, I remember MTV movies. Dude, Orange County. Wasn't that based off of the TV show? No. Not no, the OC, no. but wasn't no, there like a... No, no. Wasn't there a... Um, no. Wasn't there a... Uh, like a... Um, like a real world type thing that was Orange County. I don't think that I don't think there was unless they had a real world Orange County, but that's not. Now Orange County was its own thing, and I really want to rewatch that because Harold Ramis 
on on ecstasy is one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> Where he's like, "Hey, we're the same height. That is neat." Um, th there are tons of hilarious lines. Ben Stiller is a firefighter, and Jack Black comes out. He's like, "What's your name?" And he goes, "Joe, John, uh, Joe Johnston." Stein. Like, he's like, oh, your name's Joe John? No, Joe Johnston Stein. <laughs> Where are your pants, Joe? Oh, well, the flames were, were were building up and I had to take my pants off so I could run faster out of the fire. <laughs> Orange <laughs> County is as, as bad as that movie is, as stupid as it is, it's, it's still one of my favorites. It's just, it's so dumb, but hilarious. Anyway, Colin Hanks, Tom's son, um, who every now and again he gets the high pitch and you're like, ah, He's just like his dad. But anyway, Colin Hanks was in it. Uh, Aaron Paul. Uh, Whatever It Takes was a funny movie. Um, the idea of it is uh, Shane West really likes this girl. It, it's such a classic, like, cliche, blah, whatever, rom-com. Orange com. County? No, no, no. Orange County. You never saw Orange County? No. Oh, geez. I saw it twice in theaters when it came out. Uh, so Orange County and Whatever It Takes are just... They're they're teen uh, teenish movies. One's about a dude who wants to go to college. Maybe you and I can watch it sometime. I'd like to rewatch uh, just because it was MTV's first movie, and I think see, it's I'm impactful. Not a, see, I'm not a Jack Black fan. He he's he's a partial character. He's just the older brother who reminds me of my cousin, who I took to see Power Rangers. Look at that, we came full circle. Um, especially Kyle in, this movie. in this movie. Who? Kyle Howard. Who's Kyle Howard? Um, hold on. What's the? What did I see him on that he? Um... Kyle Howard. Kyle Howard. He's always a weird dude. Um, what did oh, I see him? oh! I know who you're talking about the guy with the teeth. He was in Beer Fest. Yep. Yes, uh, I, I know I'm who you're talking of about. Something different, though. He uh, plays in it on. very quickly. He was in, he was in a few other things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was like, "Yeah, come on, do it. What are you waiting for?" In beer fest, he was like ripping off Arnold <laughs> because of the German accent. <laughs> come on, kill me, kill me now. Come on, what are you waiting for? <laughs> um. I love that they left that in the movie. It was too funny. Um. Oh man! And then, then the city slicker situation where it's like Phil died, so his bro his twin brother Gil came in <laughs> with the cowboy hat, and it was like Curly and Duke. It was so funny. So bad. Oh, oh man! I I had my mom, my aunt, and my grandfather uh, watching that movie with me in England because I didn't have anything else to watch. I'm like, let's watch Beer Fest. And I'm like, I look back now and I go, I can't believe I had my mom, my aunt, and my grandfather watch this movie with me. Beer Fest, anyway. beer fest was like one of those like awful, like, uh, it was It was ridiculous. It's a, a broken it's a lizard. Road trip. It's a road trip slash Van Wilder mix of type of movie. It's just dumb. So, so crazy thing that we're kind of, uh, I love conversations like this because it's just one thing leads to another leads to another. Of course. So, you know the kid in Super Troopers who's like, and the schnozberries taste like <laughs> yes. schnozberries. Yeah, his name is Aaron, so, uh, Aaron. Oh, yeah, no, I don't Aaron's. Know his last name is Aaron's, actually. Well, um, 
My wife is watching a show called Madam Secretary with uh-huh. Tia um, Tia Landry. <clears throat> you know from Jurassic Park yeah. three. Uh-huh. Um, he plays in that as like her. I think his name is Jeffrey Arend. Uh, I gotta look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's Jeffrey Arend. While well, you're looking it up, but he, he plays in Madam Secretary as her like assistant. Uh huh. And he is a super serious role. And I'm like, I watch him, and I'm like, this guy is killing it in this role. Jeffrey Aaron, I was right. Yep. But all I'm waiting for is as he's playing in this super serious role and having a super serious conversation, because he's like walking around the White House and he's doing all yeah. these things. All I'm waiting for is to sit there and just be like, and then like switch and be like, and the schnozberries taste like schnoz, like like. <laughs> You sit there, and he plays such a serious role. I'm like, this kid is super talented. Um, but yeah, back to your to your whatever it takes thing. Um, Maria Sokoloff is that her? Rap? Yeah, she plays Maggie in the show. Um, oh, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gia from Full House. <laughs> She's Gia. like, yeah, from Full House, DJ's best I friend. I don't remember G- Gia. Yeah, Full House. I thought, I thought her best friend was uh, next door. Kimmy. Sorry, she's one of. She is the. She becomes one of DJ's good friends, but she was also the troublemaker in school for a while too. In Fuller oh. House, the update, she actually, they actually, she becomes part of the the crowd, um, but she was a big part in Full House for a while as a, the as the show got older. Oh um, wow, James Franco was. When I first got introduced to James Franco, it was the Spider. <laughs> it was the Raimi verse, Spider-Man really? Raimi. That's when I got introduced to James Franco. That's and funny. I thought he was a great. I thought he was this fantastic, like actor, action hero, you know, serious actor. And then I saw him in Pineapple Express, and I was like, I can't stand this guy. <laughs> I cannot you, stand bro. this guy. I'm gonna save you. <laughs> I, I hated that movie. I super hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, I was probably at the time, I was probably, like, baked out of my mind when I watched that movie. Yeah, there's um, that. Just like the first time I watched Pulp Fiction, um, which made watching Pulp Fiction really interesting. And I, I should probably, you know, I haven't watched it in years. I should go back and watch it again. I just, it's, it's one of those, it's like, I've, I've watched it enough times 20 years ago. Do I really want to watch it again? And I probably do. We should do that sometime. Is just sit down and watch Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh yeah, we would love that. <laughs> just to just to chill and watch another movie again. Um, but yeah, um, James Franco. Yeah, did he do anything else prior to aside even this? This was this was after the first Spider-Man movie. Um, oh, that's right. And he was no. in 127 Hours, too, which was a fantastic film. Oh, yeah. Well, that was later on. But no, Whatever It Takes was in 2000, which was a year before Spider-Man, actually. Right? It was 2001 where Spider-Man was actually released. Right? Was it 2001? I'm pretty sure it was. I'm, I'm checking. It was, supposed to, it was supposed to come out earlier. Um, no, James Franco was known for Freaks and Geeks, which was... I didn't was, really watch that. Oh, yeah, dude, Freaks and Geeks was um, Judd Apatow's, like, big crowning right. achievement as far as TV shows. He was in Never Been Kissed. I remember that. Yep. 
um, whatever it takes at any cost, freaks and geeks. He was in the X-Files for a hot well, second. Who wasn't in the X-Files for a hot I, second, though? I know. <laughs> um, Spider-Man was 02. Sp- yeah. 02, 04, and 06? Oh. Oh seven. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, Spider-Man three. They could just not have done that, and it would have been fine. Um. But X Files. Well, the thing is, he, like, he was he. The thing is, what made him big was he played James Dean in in James Dean that TV movie, and that's what really hit it off for him. Because he actually looked like a young James Dean when he was a young James Franco, so right. that's what kind of started. That's what started everything else. Because I mean, he did, he did Freaks and Geeks, and he did like you know, the X Files and some all other small stuff. But as soon as he did James Dean, he just he just blew up. He right. blew up, and he started getting stuff like Spider Man, you know. Um, and then, like, you know what, some other stuff that was actually small, Spider-Man 2, I mean, he, he did, and then Tristan and Isolde, or Isolde, I remember when that, when that came out, that was a big yep. thing. Um, the Wicker Man, he was a bar guy, and that Fly Boys. Yep. Um, the Holiday, he played in there for a bit. He uh, was, he played, in, he played in that as himself, and that was, that, that's a Jude Law movie, isn't it? Yep. Yes. Dude. Yep. And I have to say, I am not a fan of Jack Black, like I just said, but Jack Black actually did a decent job in that film. That wasn't um, bad. That was him and Kate Winslet, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that came speak- out and I was I was still working at Blockbuster. Yeah. Speaking of that, go back to Kate Winslet. Oh yeah, yeah. Jude Law, um uh Cameron, what's her face Cameron there? Diaz. Cameron Diaz, yeah. Yeah. Um so so Kate Winslet was you know, she played Rose in Titanic, which everybody hates. So she does the whole drawing scene. So where she is completely 100%. Are you going you know, back to Titanic right now? To Titanic, yes. Okay. Just for a hot second. I think we're talking, talking about the holiday. So I'm watching. <laughs> so I went back to go. I'm like, you, you see DiCaprio drawing her and she is, you know, she's, she's naked in the movie. Yeah. And I go back. Did you realize that Titanic is PG-13? And I'm like. Oh, yeah. Why is it PG thirteen? There's a five minute I, I, scene of her, and they, and the reasoning is is because it's not on there for sexual reasons. It's, it's, it's on it's there art. for artistic. It's art. Artistic. Like, so here, so dumb. Ready now. Here's the thing. Um, so I'm guessing every eight. I'm guessing every sixteen year old boy who's ever watched that was not thinking art when they saw the movie. No, I'm just gonna throw that out there. But here's the thing. Censorship is very very. I mean, you've seen people who tiptoe around the lines and find loopholes, right? So censorship looks for every loophole they can. So to say, well, it's for art, therefore it's okay. So if I dropped an F-bomb, but I did it for a reason that was promoting something that was not to promote, like, you know, some type of um, uh, profanity— well, PG-13 movies allow okay. one F-bomb in it. True, but I'm saying if I dropped like 50 F-bombs, but it was done for XYZ reason that was acceptable, it could still be done. So I know this because when I was doing stuff on a public ac- public access station years ago, I was like, can I do this? Like, well, you can technically do whatever you want. 
you know, but as long as you don't like cross these three boundaries. Um, I forgot what they all were, but it was, there were three things you, you had to stick with as, as kind of like a rule of thumb for broadcast. And if you're not doing it for, for a bad reason, then it's okay. You know? So it's like, wow, you know, you can get away with a ton of stuff if you do it for specific reasons. So when you say that now, like PG-13, it's like, well, there were nipples for like five straight minutes. Here we go. Full naked woman, five straight minutes. PG-13. Okay. What was passion in the desert? PG-13. Well, right? It used to be PG. Yeah, it's PG-13. You know why? Because they're like, well, he's naked, and... Three or four times. And... You had to go and bring that movie into this conversation, didn't you? This movie will always come up because you made us all watch it. Okay, and I'm I sorry. Will... I'm sorry. It got to the point now Now that we're... At... So, so, if anyone knows, Luke, if you're listening, everyone... We, Luke is always listening. He <laughs> listens Luke. to our podcast. Thank you, Luke. Um, you are our most devoted fan. The three of us have a text thread that we talk about and that we talk through just, you know, jokes here and there. And Luke was listening to our podcast. And now Luke in our podcast is like, hey, look at this guy. In our thread. He, yeah. In our thread. And we did talk. You did mention that, that he played as a as a Star Wars character yeah. in the beginning yeah. of it. Ben Daniels. Luke is like, yeah. did you know this? It started off and he brought it all the way back to passion. I'm like, great. We're like, Luke, don't actually go and watch the movie. Please don't watch the movie. Please, please don't. Please, whatever you do. Oh, boy. Yeah. But I knew anyway. that movie would make, you know, for great conversation, great jokes, great... <laughs> You know, great nightmares after the fact. So what's really funny is I'm looking back here and James Franco was in a movie called Interview in 2007. And then okay. later on, he was in a movie called The Interview, if my memory serves me correct. The Interview, yes, in yes. 2014. The Interview. And that's where he's Dave Skylark, who's interviewing Kim Jong... <laughs> Kim Jong-il. <laughs> Did you watch it? No. Oh my! So <laughs> he, he he his job is to interview Kim Jong Un, and he's so they're like, let's make isn't you that, let's, let's that make that you with, a spy. Uh, what's his name? Jo- with Rogan, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, can't stand Seth Rogan either. I can't. So the whole super bad, except for like Paul Rudd, who kind of <laughs> broke out of that. The whole super bad. And um, and Paul Rudd and Jay, you don't you don't like Judd Apatow? I get it. No, you don't Jay, like Will Ferrell. You don't like Jay uh, Jay Baruchel. I like, like Jay Sephir- Baruchel. You like Jay Baruchel? I, I like Jay. What Jay what I like, Baruchel? Yep. There's uh, two two you movies. Like, you like Sorcerer's Apprentice? I love Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> And I'm a and, sorcerer. And <laughs> and well, it's not because it's not because of Cage. It's because of Jay Barrisell. And he did really really good. And she's out of my league. Um, that movie's surprisingly hilarious. It's really really. I mean, there's some inappropriate parts to it. Uh, the whole uh, movie's inappropriate. 
Well, the whole movie if you want to look at it from that way, but the whole thing Sasha is... The, Regatta. Okay, that's the only yeah. part that's not... Well, the whole thing is him actually realizing that he's better than he thinks he is. That he's, it's him actually, you know, gaining more self-esteem, and there's a good moral to the story. They just, you know, they they did it in a pretty inappropriate way. And of course, he's the voice on. Um, How to Train Your Dragon. Yes. So yeah. Paul Rudd and him, I like. Seth Rogen and. Will Ferrell and the rest of the gang, Jonah Hill, all those guys, I can't stand them. Oh, I can't stand man. them. I cannot stand them at all. Jonah Hill, good for you. You lost like 150 pounds. <laughs> he looks great. Whatever. Dude, jo- Jonah Hill was a very big dude. Go back to Accepted. Dude, yeah. In Accepted, he was like, he was wider than he was tall. Right, but then he got, but then he's like, they're like, hey, do you want to play in Wolf of Wall Street? And he's like, yes. Okay, lose weight. And he lost. No, 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 no. He lost weight way before that. He lost weight when he did Super Bad. Before he did Super Bad, he lost weight. He gained in Super Bad. He was still pretty heavy. He was like very thin in Wolf of Wall Street. Um, you know, him and Drew Carey, you know, went on this like who can lose the most. And I mean, Drew Carey lost quite a bit too. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, those that whole crew, it, it's, Paul Rudd broke out of it. You know, Steve Carell was in that crew for a while too, but then he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do one movie," and then no, he did a couple movies, and he's like, "I'm out," because um, he did Anchorman, um, twice. He did Anchorman. He was in Anchorman one and two, right? Paul Rudd, of course. No. Yeah. No, Steve Carell. Oh yeah, yeah. And then All he did, and then he did Forty Year Old Virgin, and he did the he did the um, John Stewart show. That's what like got him big, big was the John Stewart. That's what got him like the, acting the first was the yeah, John Stewart it, show. Yeah. And then he did those movies, and then he was like, "I'm breaking away from this" because he had to, and he started doing more family, more serious roles. And I appreciate what he did. I actually. The fact that he did that made him a better actor than what he was. It made him more legit actor, and I appreciate. And Paul Rudd did the same thing. Um, the rest of them, not a fan of. Not a fan of that whole crew. Like, what was the one where, at not at World's End, um, this is the end. Oh, jeez! Don't even don't. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Why? Because it's a horrible, that, that, horrible that movie. That movie is so bad. <laughs> so let me ask you this. You make fun of him a lot. Are you are you not a Nick Cage fan? He's Nick Cage. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Dude, he sat there and spelled the entire alphabet out. And then... And then crossed his arms like a four-year-old and when I never misfiled anything <clears throat> like he did this whole scene and we go are we supposed to believe that this man is human <laughs> like I, 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 way outside of like sane human like I don't get how he thought that that acting made any sense now, did you watch the movie yet? 
No. You didn't watch it? You're talking about, um... The unbearable weight of massive talent? Yes. You need to watch it. So we can finally have conversations that make sense. Well, because that's the only movie that he's in that will make sense to define who he is? <laughs> well, kinda. <laughs> he, the whole movie is, is basically ripping on... Nicholas Cage being Nicholas Cage. Like, why is he Nicholas Cage? Well, because X, Y, Z, A, B, C, you know, like all of it comes together. And then you've got Din Djarin there who just loves it. You, you got to watch the movie. It's it's to me, it's predictable. It's cliche. Pedro Pascal's in it. Yes. He's a super fan of Nicolas Cage, and Nicolas Cage plays Nick Cage. <laughs> and Nicky Cage. You'll see. Just watch it. Watch it. I would, it love, I would love to talk about this movie and just say, why? Why? Well, if you watch the movie, you'll know why. Because they explain why anybody talks about anything Nicolas Cage and why he does anything, Nicolas Cage. Just it's just because why not? I mean, he he has earned the the slot of a superstar, though. Well, yeah, but then but then he was like, "I'll just say yes to anything that comes up." Well, but he's been in film for four decades. Okay, what going on name, five. What in the name of Zeus's butthole? <laughs> Come on, lines like that. I get that, but he's been—he's in his fifth decade of acting. Fifth decade, fifty years, really? Fifty? Fifty. Come on, fifty. Fifty. 50. His first TV movie in 1981. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. What Why is that? Hold on, 1981 is 50 years ago? It's no. That was no. 40 no. years ago. That's he's 40 in years ago. So shh. He's in his 5th decade. Yes. All right. All right. Eh. TV movie. Listen, people act. They do TV movies. TV movies don't count. They don't. Look at any other actor or actress. Okay, TV so movies are fine. Like, he started his first real movie then in 1983. What was it, Vampire's Kiss? No, Valley Girl. Then there was Rumblefish. Uh, then, I mean, they're all small stuff, but he was still yeah. acting in it. Then there was Vampire's yeah. Kiss in 88. <laughs> Time to Kill in 89. Wild at Heart. But here's yeah. the thing, though, is <clears throat> Face Off was in 97. Con Air was in 97. The Rock was in 96. I mean, that was a good two years for him. Snake Eyes was in 98. City of Angels is in 98. Jeez. 8mm, 99. I mean, this guy had hits for like five years running. Takes a break. Comes back and does Gone in 60 Seconds. Everybody knows Gone in 60 Seconds. Jim Carrey did Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber all in one year. Oh, I, oh, yeah. And all three of those movies are gold. Of course. 
I don't care what anybody says. Those three movies are fantastic, and nobody remembers they all came out the same year. Oh yeah, but I mean, but and Jim Carrey is one of those guys too who has hit superstar status as well too. I mean, I just watched Sonic Two with my son again today. Isn't this so good? Like this is fan dot 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 dot. Dot dot. <laughs> Idris Elba was perfect for Knuckles. So many people don't agree with that, but I I thought it was hilarious just hearing his very serious tone and serious voice the whole time, just being like Drax, you know, like why would you slice your your finger across his throat, you know, just like taking everything literally the entire time is just way too funny. Take a serious character and and turn them into a joke. It's it's basically what they did with Thor, and and um you know when they brought him into the Avengers and stuff they they, they made him a joke because he was it? so like you know fish out of water. So Sonic took on the page of an after credit thing. When are they gonna do um, Sonic Three? They are doing it. They're talking about it. But the the debate still comes down to Jim Carrey coming out of retirement to do it. I mean, you can't not have Jim Carrey in it because Robotnik is always there. Uh, so that's the big question: is is Jim Carrey going to come out of retirement to to do it? So he's not dead. He's not dead. I mean, I didn't see him die. He fell back, right? He that fell back like. 800 feet in the air. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but well. we didn't see it. We didn't see him die. <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't. You know, I don't know if it, I don't know if that falls into the same category. I don't know Listen, if Sonic uh, falls into the same category as the MCU, where if it didn't, <laughs> if we didn't see it, it didn't happen. <laughs> I love that he was playing Pantera on his leg, you know, and then like running through. It, that was that was perfect. He, I, I mean, he he fit that character. He played Doctor Robotnik so well. Well, I mean, the way they did it, I actually really I really liked the way that they did an origin the Robotnik, where he was like a human, like normal dude, and then something happened where he started shaving his head and had a crazy mustache. It was like. It, there was no reason to do it. It's not like he had cancer, you know. Right. And I need to get off of this shiitake <laughs> planet. <laughs> Agent Stone, do some rock reconnaissance. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's so dumb. But I mean, there were so many amazing lines in both of them. It's like, oh, my name's Tom. My dentist calls me Tim. I don't. I don't correct him because it's just been gone, going on for so long. Well, Tom, whose dentist calls him Tim, <laughs> like it's the, it's the whole back and forth conversations. Both of those movies are so well done, and it blows my mind that they finally got like they finally made video game movies that are good because Super Mario Brothers, you know, back in like '93, you know, Street Fighter in like '94. 596 garbage these movies were garbage mortal Kombat, even for what it was well i mean the originals come on uh, annihilation was garbage you oh, have to admit that the original the original mortal Kombat was fantastic because it was good for its that, time it was good for its time yeah. but no one ever did anything like that either right right the new so, mortal Kombat is fantastic 
The new Mortal Kombat, I, I'd like to revisit. We never actually, we never did a podcast about that. Yeah, we did. And oh, we did. We did. We did. We yep, did. We did. I I just watched it recently, like like a month ago, and I thought it was. I watched it. I'm like, this is a fantastic film. They're gonna do a. They're gonna do a second movie. Oh, they must. They have to. You know, I was listening to the to the the video game podcast that you and Will did that I was not on. <laughs> yeah. And you were talking about something where All somebody the falls. The spe- somebody uh, falls yeah. down something, um, and then continues to live. Uh, what game was it? <clears throat> like it's totally impossible. Nobody falls that far and then lives. And it was a video game to movie. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, yeah, they did it in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jax, when he fell? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, when he falls and loses his arms. Like so, I mean, he's dead? <laughs> he's totally dead. No, he's not. Oh, yeah, he, he died. He bounced off of a couple, like, wrought iron <laughs> steel he, bars. And he got those little skinny robot arms. <laughs> yep. It's fantastic. I forgot how funny that was. And with oh, Sonic, man. to go back to Sonic, with that, I'm glad they, the original design with his eyes, where they made him, like, angry. Oh, jeez. Ugly Sonic. That they yeah, made I'm, fun of in Chip and Dale. Yes, I and I'm love, so glad. That, I love that they brought him in to make fun of Ugly Sonic in Chippendale. That is such a big punch in the gut to Paramount <laughs> for, for destroying that. It's too funny. It's too, way too funny. But uh, yeah, because they did. I'm glad they they brought their the original Sonic. I love in the film that James Marsden's ringtone is the original Sonic theme song. Right? Was it that one? The original Sonic? Yeah. From Sega? Not that one? No. Oh, well, no. So his ringtone? Yeah. Was that? I remember Sonic... that at the, at, the, no, at the end of the movie, they would play in the green zone. No, he like... was he's in the boop, wedding, boop, 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 and all of a sudden his ringtone goes off, oh, and it's yeah, Sonic yeah, 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 calling In the him. second movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, they did like, that. They did that a few times where they were they brought the original themes into it. Now we were talking earlier today, uh, like Will brought it up that Sonic Three, uh, the soundtrack for Sonic Three, the video game, was, was actually all Michael done, Jackson. Was done by Michael Jackson, and I was watching some YouTube videos today where they were taking. Um, I always love hearing like origins of songs and whatnot. And years before Michael Jackson put out some of his songs, he contributed some ideas to Sonic 3 and then eventually took them back and, and made his own songs out of them because those are his ideas. And if you listen to them, it's uncanny, like completely. They, they all fit. You know, there's a song called, like, you know, uh, Nights in Moscow or whatever that's, like, this main theme or whatever um, in Sonic 3. And you got, like, Knuckles the Echidna, which matches up with, like, Blood on the Dance Floor and a few other uh, Michael Jackson songs. It's like, wow, they all fit. Black and white's like another one, like an ice zone or something. And it's it's like, oh, wow, these are really cool that they all kind of fit together. I hope um, they do that for the Sonic 3 film where they actually use Michael Jackson music for the movie. Music, yes. That yes, would be that awesome. would be huge. 
That would be great. Just and to kind of like give it, just to give it like like a tribute to yeah. one Michael Jackson and two Sonic Three. So uh, here's the thing I'm going to say. You can disagree with me all you want, um, but I Michael Jackson. We all know. We all know that Michael Jackson had a few screws loose, if not many screws loose. But he was a musical genius. Oh, of course. Absolutely. And the way that he the way that he could hear music before it was actually there. Like he, he heard it in his head and then he he made it like out of his mouth and said, Here's what you do. Boom doom like he was like the, the beatboxer of all beatboxers. And then he took that and he did everything with his mouth. And that's how all the music was formed, all from his mouth. And then every instrument came from ideas from his mouth. And he built it all from there. And it became these amazing songs. So I was going back to a couple of things today. Like, you know, um, they don't really care about us the way you make me feel. And, you know, a few others and like the beats in that are just like, wow, they're really good. So, you know, just to jump onto Michael Jackson for a second, I, I think that, you know, I, I think people have kind of forgotten and moved on. Um, you know, I guess now, uh, well, I guess it kind of died. But then again, I don't pay attention to what's like popular nowadays, but I'm pretty sure nobody cares about Bruno Mars anymore. But he's still when he did big. when he did Uptown Funk, I'm like, dude, you know what? Good for you. You took old stuff and made it relevant again, right? And made it a really great modern song that's played at every single wedding, no matter what. It will be played at every wedding for the next twenty years. Yep, because it's a great song. It's so good. Every, you can sing along to it. Stop. Wait a minute. Like everybody knows every little goofy part yep. and they go along with it because it's, it's a great song. It's not, it's not like vulgar. It's not stupid. It's not like, it, it, it's catchy, you know, like there's all these great elements that make a song, a song that will last through the ages. And we've heard all of them. Like everybody go, you go to a wedding, celebrate good times. Come on. You know, all those songs will show up at a wedding. I always go back to weddings because that's the way you hear everything else. You hear like people have parties and you have a DJ. Like when do you hire a DJ? Usually at a wedding, not a funeral, not a corporate event, you know, so much, but more weddings. So you will always hear Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson will always be at a wedding. Oh, if course. not, then... The DJ messed up. <laughs> and Bruno Mars has stepped in there with Uptown Funk, and he, he will now be in weddings for the next 40 years with that song. So good for him. Oh, definitely. So uh, thanks, Chuck, for joining me on this journey of talking about whatever we talked about, which was video game themes, movies, connections of this, that, whatever, uh, whatever popped in our minds. It was uh, kind of like, what is it, Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon. But, like, mm -hmm. we just went from one thing to the next. It just led it, which, you know, when it comes to movies and stuff like that, it's probably one of my favorite ways of talking about it is 
remember this and then it leads to remember that and it's so sporadic and it's remember this and remember that and you know <clears throat> that's how you and I have conversation you know which I, yeah. I love I, I think it's it's so much fun we can go on for like seven hours talking about nothing yep and hey that's why that's how Seinfeld started right yep so they did 10 seasons of it though 10 whole entire seasons right of nothing right quite right quite right quite so right. with that being said as Jim Carrey put it good afternoon good evening and good night Adios, amigos. Adios.